Allez. Je remercie yo. Je remercie yo. Je remercie yo. Allez. Je remercie yo. Je remercie yo. Je remercie yo. Je tenais à remercier mes sœurs et frères qui me supportent toujours même quand je suis contre tout ou en colère. Tu sais ça c'est plus que des potes. Quand j'ai envie de tout foutre en l'air, envie de claquer des portes. Il me calme et m'emmène boire une bière. Si merde, à toutes les femmes de mon cœur, certaines mériteraient bien un frein. Un bon souvenir de la rancœur, elles m'ont un jour tenu la main. Je remercie ma femme qui me supporte quand je suis con, qui me ramène quand je suis rond, qui me ramasse quand je touche le fond. Je remercie sa douceur, sa chaleur, sa flamme dans la noirceur. Je remercie aussi mes mentors qui m'ont appris ce qu'est le doute et que les croyances ne valent rien, que seule la vérité s'écoute. Je remercie mon ex-patron qui m'a traité comme un crevard, ce type aurait dû faire ma tombe, il nous prenait pour des tollards, tu sais. Je remercie ceux que je hais, qui me dépectent ou qui sont laids, pour l'exemple à ne pas suivre, pour m'avoir appris à survivre. Je remercie toutes mes faiblesses, mes défauts et mes bassesses, j'ai appris à accepter que je ne suis qu'un humain fêlé. Je remercie mon daron qui, même s'il est parti trop tôt, m'a appris à être bon, cultiver valeur et bédo, la droiture et puis l'amour. Ce vide est pour toujours. Je remercie ma mère, bien sûr, qui sacrifierait tout pour moi, qui est là quand je fonce dans le mur et qui m'aime et qui ne m'engueule pas, qui m'a appris qu'en un regard, on peut exprimer plus qu'un cri, qui m'a montré les gens à voir, pour la beauté de leur esprit. La liste est longue et extensive, belle, colorée, lascive, j'en oublie certainement, clairement, je me laisse aller. Il y en a tellement, tellement de bons, je devrais écrire une autre chanson, mais pour terminer, allez, généralisons. Je remercie la vie pour les coups de sang et les coups de vent, pour les coups de rein et les coups de dents. Je remercie la vie pour les coups de chaud et les coups de lutte, pour les coups de peau et les coups de pute. Allez. Je remercie yo. Je remercie yo. Je remercie yo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rochester Groovecast podcast, your top source for live, local, regional music interviews and events from Rochester, New York, and the surrounding area. I am your host, Ben Albert, and I'm excited and humbled today to have Kev Lebb on the show. Uh, how are we doing today, Kevin? 
pretty good, Dan. Uh, ben, excuse me. <laughs> is your brother. <laughs> yeah. Good, ben, I'm, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. To, to give some background here, uh, Dan, Albo, Dan Albert's my brother. I messed my own last name up. And um, Kevin and Dan played in a band, Swamp Trotter, for quite a bit. Uh, I want to talk about Kevleb, but uh, what's going on with Swamp Trotter? You guys aren't playing out at this time? Um, no, Swamp Trotter merged into something different. Um, Cam, John, and Dan are still doing music, um, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what they are recording soon. But I took a, a little different path, and, um, and I left Swamp Trotter. And uh, I wanted to focus on, you know, different things, such as uh, a solo um, experiment like that. Kevleb is my solo project. Cool. And enter Kevleb. That's your new solo project. You just dropped an album. How long ago? It's brand new, right? Um, yeah, it's uh, just exactly 11 days ago. Except, oh, I got the CDs recently. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's on Bandcamp, of course. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just ten days ago, eleven days ago. Um, you know, it's it's really interesting to come to the end of a project like that because it took nearly two years. I, I think even a little more than two years between you know the conception, the ID, um, wow. the recordings, and everything. Mm-hmm. And to my understanding, you basically you played every instrument on that album. So, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, that's an uh, undertaking. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why it took so long. <laughs> um, yeah, that was one of the one of the rules I imposed to myself. You know, it was to do everything, well, almost everything, from uh, at least in the music conception uh, aspect of things. So, you know, th- taking a, a different approach than band, um, which I've been doing for a little bit now in France and in the US, and um, rather than expecting someone to find a part for you, no, you have to write everything. You have to think about everything. Um, you have to integrate everything and you have to back it up and learn the instrument, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which not always a, a good thing. But, um, you know, I had a, a very patient uh, sound engineer. Um, his name is Cam Hebda. He's in the room with us today. So that was um, that was a big deal for me. Um, that was... Um, I don't know if anyone else could have uh, coped with my uh, with my temper and my uh, recording uh, <laughs> madness. Did do you have a temper in the studio? Do you ever feel like smashing the guitar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, not the guitar. The guitar is my primary instrument, <laughs> uh, but the bass most certainly. The bass is giving me a hard time. The keys are giving me a hard time. Um, so we got, you know, you got to cut into little bits and play each note at a time. <laughs> but yeah, that, no, no, I'm, I'm not a that big of a temper, you know. In this, well, I don't know. Maybe we got we got to ask Cam. Cam, how do you think? What do you think about that? Yeah, go ahead, Cam. Yeah, I mean, the cops were only called once, right? <laughs> uh, another sort of this fight type dispute we would normally get in on a regular night, you know. So it was great. They're really a pleasurable process. I I am not to blame for the cops. I was not part of that. <laughs> this is a lie. <clears throat> so they're a completely different person. Do um do you is all does Cam have a studio at his house or um home studio? Yeah, that's that's right. Cam has a, 
a nice home studio um is um it's got a very cool setup actually and um you know we hang out anyway so may as well uh, do some music right <laughs> yeah that was uh that was part of it was recorded there <clears throat> um some others uh, i did by myself in my home uh, with my little um, gear mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good stuff so quite the undertaking um what else is new um what are you doing to stay sane in a ever-changing world these days well, that was a good a good project to stay standing. You no, know, that that was something that was, uh, as I said, I was working on that for a little while. Um, you know, on and off, going back to some recording, uh, cleaning things up, and you know, doing some different stuff. Thinking a lot of thinking. Thinking takes time. Um, so I had a lot of time to think <laughs> since uh, since the confinement. Um, yeah, um, I, I think that was just a way to um, to get a project going, you know, to uh, keep a, a goal. Um, so that that's pretty fun. I'm impressed, man. Uh, everybody check out the album Bandcamp. I'll post a link in the description, of course. And um, yeah, just to address it, because I'm very curious about your history and a little bit about your background. Anyone who's listening to the audio, for sure, or anybody who uh, doesn't know you, um, will pick up that you have a little bit of a French accent. So let, let's talk a little bit about your history. Um, are, you're from France. Uh, give us some background, you know. Um, yeah, I was born uh, born in France, born and raised in France. I, um, I grew up there. I spent uh, 23 years in the northwestern part of France called Bretagne, Brittany. Um, so after that, you know, going to college and things, and, and I went to Rochester, the University of Rochester, for um, an exchange year. And then, you know, things happened. I met my wife and mm. I stayed and I got a job and all this stuff. So I would say, uh, you know, it's been I think about 11 years that I've been here. Wow. Well, we're glad to have you here. Congratulations and all that. So you stayed in Rochester. Obviously, you and your, your love, your wife could have went back to France. You could have went uh, many of places. What, what ultimately kept you in Rochester uh, other than finding a job? Uh, the weather, of course, <laughs> right? It's, all, <laughs> it's a big plus. <laughs> um, I don't know, you know, when when it came to make a decision uh, about where we wanted to be next, um, I guess I was just out of college and uh, my partner had a, a job here. So, you know, we figured out it might be easier to just stay here for now without necessarily a plan. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of what drove that. It's just the fact that, you know, and to me, it was really, really exciting, you know, a new country, uh, mm -hmm. going somewhere different. It's a, um, it's really interesting to, uh, to be completely, uh, in a completely different culture, actually. So, um, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was the, the idea. Oh, it's, I personally love Rochester born and raised, so I haven't experienced living somewhere else, uh, other than, you know, Canandaigua or Brockport, the whole Rochester area. Um, and, and I love it here. The music scene's great. I, I'm curious if you can kind of compare and contrast, um, the music scene, the art culture when you lived in France versus, you know, when you lived in a city in America here. 
Ah, that's uh, wow, that's a that's an interesting question. I never really thought of it this way. The music scene in itself, um, I, I find that there is very interesting things in France, but I'm I'm always really um, astonished by the quality of musicians in 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 the US um, and in Rochester. I think we are pretty uh, pretty lucky too. I just find that. You know, in France, you don't find acts uh, everywhere in the bars, right? You're not going to find a blues man in this weird-ass place, you know, at the end of a gloomy street. And uh, just because I think uh, in terms of uh, laws, in France is pretty strict about noise, pollution, and all that stuff. So hmm. they're really, you know, it's coming. <laughs> but uh, in, in the U.S., I'm, I'm always amazed, you know, to step in a bar and you come just to have a drink and you stay for the music. And there is this one guy that plays amazing guitar and you feel like it's, you know, it should be a, a national act, uh, but he's playing for me in Rochester. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I find it very interesting, you know, in every little... Um, place you got some interesting music and, and quality music at, at least in, in what i think i agree i agree great music everywhere as always and uh what influences your music in, in your songwriting because as we heard in the intro track that was it sounded like it was pretty much all acapella vocals um you write a lot of music in French, but you also write a lot of music in English. Now, I don't speak French, so I don't know what the words are. Um, so I, I can't dissect it. I'm curious kind of what your influences are. This is kind of a double part question, but, you know, why you incorporate so much French in your music and a little bit about your songwriting and the purpose behind the songs you write. Well, it, the influence part of the question is very difficult to really define. The, the album goes a little bit everywhere, um, lots of different style. It's very experimental. Um, I think what started it, uh, and that probably connects to two questions, is that I had a very hard time writing in English. Um, although, you know, although I, I think I'm, I'm okay with the language and I have certainly have proofreaders around that I can submit to. But um, it, it's very, it's a little scary, you know, to write another language in the place where this language is spoken. So uh, writing in French was much easier for me. Um, you can kind of hide um, behind that language barrier. Um, and when I just started to write in English, I, I thought, you know, that would be interesting to do something with it. And, and that kind of clicked. And that was a, a moment when I decided to do this project. So, you know, I find that the, both languages have, have different qualities and um, this is a big part of this experiment and a big part of this uh, solo album is to um, um, to explore, you know, the musicality of languages, to, to talk about things in a different way. Um, you know, I found myself to use English in a much more melodic manner, I think. Um, mm. English, um, English has this... Um, stress right there, there, there are stresses in english and you, you will uh, put a stress on a specific syllables in, in a word and you don't do that in french it's completely flat so i find english um to be a little more melodic uh, overall mm. which i think you can you know um fill some space in music with with a lot of english words and you can make it last it's it's way easier to make it last the words can go 
and go <laughs> and you can make music with your words. And French is a little more rhythmic. In, in my opinion, I think that the fact that it's a flat pronunciation without uh, stressing syllables make it, um, yeah, much more rhythmic, you know. Um, and that's probably why we, we have so much importance in French in, in the lyrics and the text. And that's why, you know, there is no differentiation between poetry and, and, and uh, music uh, and lyrics writing in France. Um, I think that's one of the one of the factor. Well, it's a it's a beautiful language, and I, I personally like connecting to the the rhythmic feel of the French words without the understanding of of the meaning behind the word. It almost serves as an instrument um, in itself. Without you, don't always have to understand you know, the words of the vocals to appreciate that melody and appreciate the sound of them. Um, so, so it's a very cool thing. Uh, your album is pretty much half and half, half French English, or how do you balance that kind of thing out? Um, it, it came along naturally, you know, with the, um, the project. I just, you know, this song sounded better than that. This song sounded better this way. Um, it really was a very natural process, um, very uh, inspiration-oriented, uh, I'd say. Um, th there are some things where I went a little more experimental when I mixed two languages in a song. Right? I have a few mm -hmm. songs where uh, languages are mixed. Um, and and um, I think you're, you're spot on when you're saying, you know, the, you don't need to understand everything. And I think that's, that's important because you, you get a vibe, you get, a, um, you get an ambience. Um, and, and I don't think you need to understand the language specifically to appreciate the music. Um, it might be a different experience when you do, mm -hmm. but I, I think it's a, it's a worthy experience regardless. I, I wish I could quote you the rapper. I might grab my phone and look him up, but I was, you know, a, a lot of modern trap these days, they talk a lot about cough syrup and they talk about pills and um, they, it's very, immature songwriting in my opinion and um this french rapper great beat similar style but since it was in french i was actually um enjoying it far more because i wasn't focused on the content i was more focused on the the rhythmic element so that just came to mind um uh, uh, we'll talk a little more about that offline i'm curious um yeah, actually, I love rap, man. And, uh, you know, I think there is good everywhere. Yeah, the, the, the majority of what goes on the radio, on TV is, is, is trash. But, I think that, you know, there is a lot of very, very good rapper around. And, and in France, it's true, too. Uh, people don't know that, you know, France is considered the, the second country of hip hop and rap in the world um, in, mm. in terms of popularity and, and uh, artists. And there is a lot of very, very good French rap. Um, it's it's been an inspiration for sure. Um, uh, you know, with different background, different culture, different, um, different vibes, but, you know, mixing a lot more electronic music with it, uh, a lot more, um, experimental in some ways. Um, but yeah, I definitely like rap and hip hop as you, as you heard. <laughs> well, let, and that isn't the rap and the hip hop influence isn't in your music, but I, I still think it's important to uh, give some shout outs here. Um, French or American, wh what are some of your music influences? What should we pop on our playlist uh, after the show? 
would you rather go French or yeah, I guess French is probably my forte. <laughs> um, oh man, I don't know. It's, you know, it's tough. Oh. <laughs> it's very difficult. Um, I mean, my, my big band of reference since I was a teenager is Noir Désir, Black Desire, Noir Désir. And that, that was a, a rock band that, that I was listening to growing up all the time. I think they're pretty fantastic. Um, so that would be one I think is interesting. Um, I don't know. Otherwise, you know, on my album, I have a cover from uh, Johnny Halliday, which is absolutely not an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, but he died uh, a few years back. And, um, you know, it's one of these interesting things when I was back home and I was, you know, my dad was listening to Johnny Halliday and, uh, it was really cheesy, you know. Uh, I don't know how to compare it. I don't want to hurt anyone here, but um, oh, I'm thinking, you know, uh, what uh, Neil Diamond kind mm-hmm. of kind of the thing, you know, very uh, flashy outfits, beautiful hair, and uh, and when you move to another country, everything that was cheesy and and kind of weird becomes part of your background, and I. I came to um, cherish Johnny Hallyday, maybe not so much for the music itself, but as a memory, as a, as a part of my background. And, um, and that's why I, I kind of wanted to pay homage to uh, Johnny by doing a cover on my album. I don't own the right, by the way. So, <laughs> Anytime I, I hear about covers on albums and I, it's going through my head like, um, but anyways. Yeah, you know, they can probably sue me. They won't get anything, but... <laughs> Um, great. And, and on a, on a more small scale level, looking at, um, your experience with music and immediate influences, I believe that no one can get through life alone. There's always people that help us along the way. Did you have any mentors, music teachers, or maybe a uh, fellow musicians that along the way, uh, whether they taught you or you took some of their elements, you really enjoyed uh, playing with them. Any mentors in your life that really kind of influenced your music? Yeah, there's there's been plenty. You know, it's it's been a process. I'm um, I've never been fixed on one style of music or or one you know one type or one genre. I always wanted to explore, and I think I I um. I played music through people rather than through styles. If I, if that makes any sense, I'm not too sure about that one. Um, I, I meet people that influence me and I sometimes go out of my way because as a, as a musician, as a friend, there, there's something very special there. And, um, it's not necessarily the music I would play if I had to, if I was to define a, a genre, but I think that's the beauty of thing is that you explore different things. You know, I played in, uh, I played in, a ska bands i played in in hip-hop bands i played in uh in um dub you know dub bands i played in in punk bands you know i've i've hardcore you know i started hardcore (laughs) when i knew three chords uh but i i think there is good in everything and that's i'm still discovering every day right no it's uh you know in america there is so much good music and some of it doesn't necessarily translate in in france um and I'm discovering a lot of country artists, a lot of, you know, um, you know, Johnny Cash. I didn't know so much when I was in France. Um, I'm not going to start names, but, you know, this is a definitely a, a big influence, you know. 
um, country music as a whole. Not, of course, not modern country. I, I can't stand the, uh, you know, the girdle voice with uh, the four chords progression that's um, in ninety nine percent of radio country. You know, I'm talking Willie Nelson. You know, mm-hmm. the, the old school guys. Um, it's not something I knew before, and that's very influential for me right now. Good to hear it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of those folky, softer elements in your music, so so I can hear that for sure. And, and I'm with you. I, I like all music. I like pop music. Um, but sometimes I think that some of the most popular artists, it's more of a image or a brand than it is, you know, a raw musical style. Um, and that's the difference between like a Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash to um, – name said country artist that's way too beautiful and writes the same love songs every single time so no knock on country no knock on any kind of pop because it's it's great music but uh i like the raw i like the experimentation um the, the new album is very experimental. What what was that music making process looking like? You, you said it was a couple hour, a couple hours, couple years that it took you to record the album. What does the process look like? Let some let's say someone were to voyeuristically watch you for four hours as you're building a song. Um, what does it look like? Are you listening to other bands and mimicking it? Are you writing things down? Are you just playing licks? What does your music making process look like? Um, it, it varies quite a bit from song to song. Um, sometimes it will be, you know, one of these moments when you uh, wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, I got to write that down. And, and, and I'm thinking of things and I sing to myself and uh, I, that's not a good sight to see. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I look a little crazy, perhaps. There's a lot of frenzy like that, the creative frenzy. There is a, you know, a moment where you go next to the guitar and there's this 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 voice in your head, and you take the guitar and you make a song around it. Um, I think what really differentiated my band experience with my soul experience is that that couldn't stop here. I cannot just write chords lyrics uh, and melody and basic melody i have to go to you know the extra step and i have to think what's going to be the drum part on it what's going to be the the keyboard parts on it what's going to be the uh I, you know i took up uh, banjo uh, i took up on uh, uh, the mountain dulcimer you know i went to um, to some of the american based you know traditional instrument too what's going to make it sound good how should i orchestrate that um, and how should I make that dynamic, which is not a, and it's a very different process from band, right? Where everyone brings a little part, mm-hmm. a little piece. So yeah, that, that was uh, one, one of the things. And I think this evolved along the way. Um, Cam, the sound engineer, who is here tonight, uh, was also a big influence. You know, he would, he would direct me sometimes and tell me, you know, this is, you know, I'm not too sure about this one. Play it like you played before. That that's a good thing to have. Um, and I think um, you know, I use a looper quite a bit as well um, when I want to practice solos or different things. You know, I use a looper, a little pedal that makes loops, a sampler. Um, and sometimes I just you know have it in my head, and and that's weird. And then you come to the place and you have to fool around, and that comes out. Or not. Uh, we've had <laughs> there is a couple of songs we left out of this album. <laughs> and uh, you, 
in terms of the songs you left out, maybe not that specifically, but what is your reaction and feeling in a circumstance like that? Let's say you put in a lot of time, energy, you build a track and it just doesn't blend. Um, why, why do you find that it's tossable or it didn't work? Is there certain things you're looking for or certain things that went wrong? I'm just curious. I, I have no clue. <laughs> oh, that's, um, I, I find it very difficult to distantiate yourself from a song, um, you know, given that you, you wrote it, you, you're singing it, you do it, especially doing everything on it. It's very hard to um, take a, a neutral approach or, you know, a music quality approach and say, um, this is not the best thing I've done. You know, let's, let's switch that. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> it. It doesn't usually happen. Like it, it takes um, some time. First of all, really listening back to stuff uh, and sometimes some feedback. Um, my mom apparently is uh, violently honest uh, and uh, will tell me when she doesn't like something. So <laughs> she's my, uh, sometimes my toughest critic and always my uh, best supporter. But I remember, you know, this song I sent her uh, with Cam. We did this song. It's a, it's a traditional song from Britney. It's about, you know, fighting for independence from France and, and your background and your cultural heritage. And I think it's beautiful and, and it's very relevant to my culture and my background. And I was so excited to do it. And, and we struggled, man. It's, it's a terrible, terribly simple song with some little hints that are so tough to reproduce. <laughs> so difficult. And I did it with, uh, uh, with guitar, with banjo and with, um, uh, dulcimer, uh, Appalachian dulcimer. And I was like, I wanted this traditional French song to be played in context of an American uh, playing instrument. That just didn't work out. You know, um, that was just lack of dynamic. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what didn't work. Uh, but listening back to it, I'm like, okay, mom, you're right. This is not the greatest. <laughs> Sometimes. So I guess that's, yeah, that's a process. Um, and I, I, I sound ignorant, but what, dulcimer, I, I don't think I know that instrument. Oh, I don't have it around. Uh, it's um, it's a little um, table guitar. It can be four. Usually, it's four strings, um, and you play on your lap, uh, kind of like a you know steel. Um, what is it called? Pedal steel guitar. Sure. Um, you can play different ways, but it's it's really resembling to a to a guitar. It's a DAD. It's a Appalachian uh, traditional instrument. Um, there's two types of dulcimer. There is a hammered dulcimer and the Appalachian dulcimer. Um, hammered dulcimer is played with um, some little hammers. And the Appalachian is a more a guitar lookalike, like a small little guitar. Yeah. Gives you kind of a high-pitched treble noise um, sound. Um, hmm. Very close to banjo. Um, you know, the treble strings on your guitar, perhaps. something uh, Something like that. Uh, one of the songs uh, I was going to play later, perhaps, but uh, it's called Details or Detail en français. And um, this one song has a uh, dulcimer on it, uh, as well as banjo and guitar. I kind of, once I uh, abandoned my original idea, I went for this one. Hmm. Very cool. Interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, I'm curious. So you, you do play a lot of instruments proficiently, guitar being where you started, but obviously bass, drums, keys, dulcimer, banjo. Any uh, weird or unique instrument that you don't know how to play 
that if you could learn overnight or just have the ability all of a sudden, you'd love to be a pro at? Well, there's many. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't call myself proficient in all the instruments you named, uh, but I manage. (laughs) (laughs) I can manage strings pretty decently. the, the rest is a little more complicated. Uh, keys, I would love to play piano. You know, I think piano is beautiful. You can do so much with it. Um, I, I manage to play a chord or two um, and little bits of it on recordings, but I definitely don't have the knowledge. I find that a, a, a good uh, piano player is a, is a wonderful experience. Um, and I, yeah, I don't have that in me so far. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, I, I could I could take some groove on the bass too. I'm a little I'm struggling on the groove on the bass. Uh, bass is um bass is a fun instrument because you, one would think it's quite easy if you play guitar, but when it comes to playing it properly, that that takes some technique that's special. I'm with you. Absolutely. I, I want to break things up a little bit and play a track from the new album. Um, we had talked about track five. Do we want to do? Do we want to let me butcher the name, or should? Uh... Uh, it's called Gloire. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about the same one, right? Number five. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's called Gloire. It means glory in uh, in English. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. I'm gonna take a second here. Oh shucks, I don't know what I did with the the photo we were using. I don't know. <laughs> This one has a. It has a video coming soon. My uh, my friend is uh, making a video for me. It's gonna be fun, and it's uh, it's coming up soon on YouTube. Cool. So you've got a video. Um, he's making it for you. Tell me a little bit about what's going on with the video. Uh, so one of my friend, who actually uh, Paul, uh, who actually is the, he did a mix on the album. Um, got into video edition and video editing. And um, he really uh, likes this song, I think, particularly. And it spoke to him, apparently. So he decided to take over the, the making of a video, um, which is really interesting to me. And I, I'm, I'm curious about the reception of the video because it's, it's very personal, uh, yet uh, I hope it's universal. So we'll see. That's, I don't want to say too much. No, that's great. Let, let's listen to the track now. We'll be looking forward to, to seeing the live video release as well. Of course, check out Bandcamp links below. Obviously, if you're listening live, the link isn't below, but you can check out KevLeb anywhere. Check them on Facebook, uh, Bandcamp. And this is track five from the album. Say it again for us, uh, Kevin. It's called Gloire. Regards en coin, des corps qui se frôlent, rire un peu trop fort, à des blagues pas très drôles. Peut-être un soir, peut-être une vie, peut-être que c'est déjà fini. 
On était le centre du monde On ne voulait pas que ça s'arrête Et les bourgeois qui n'aimaient pas Qu'on aille brailler sous leurs fenêtres J'entends le son Des sœurs à danser sous les lumières noires Et c'était bon Où sont passées nos heures de gloire jamais fait Goûter dans le sac la tête en vrac Aller voir les filles de la fac Éviter soigneusement les coffres Tomber amoureux de toutes les meufs Insulter le videur en boîte J'ai oublié que j'avais pas me battre J'entends le son Des heures à danser sous les lumières noires Où sont passées nos heures de gloire Et on sent de scène et alors Stage and what for? Hey, I'm so the stage and what for? Going on a scene and all. The one staging this for? I'm so, I'm so and all. stage and scene for? Going on a party tour. J'entends le son Des heures à danser sur les lumières noires Et c'était bon Où sont passées nos heures de gloire Maybe that's just my my feelings. Of course, I I don't under I don't know French. Tell us a little bit about what that song's about. I'd say it's a it's always a misconstruction in French. You know, you you think we're we're angry, but we're just passionate. Then this song is uh it's kind of um it's kind of a take back on on my youth in france um you know teenage and on um young adulthood um kind of you know when when you're a kid and you think you're so special and and everything that happens is an adventure and 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 when you grow up you realize that everyone went through the same thing and that you're not so special but I guess you are in the end, right? It was special to you, so you are special. It's kind of taking this 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 look back at 
youth in France um, and what was uh, hanging out, you know, at night, being the kings of mischief. <laughs> it, it, it's fun to look back and, you know, look at kids making mistakes and you realize you made the same mistakes as well. We were all mischievous at one time. Um, it, it can be music related or not, but if you were to go back to your previous self when you were young and, you know, angsty or creating mischief and uh, living life, if you could give any advice to yourself 20 years ago, um, what, what would you say? What would, what would you give your, your, it could be music related. Were you playing music as a kid? As a quick question, when did you start? I think I, <clears throat> I was stealing my guitar, my dad's guitar for a while <clears throat> until he got tired of it and got me one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really picked up the guitar when I was 12, I think. I started, I started that. Always passionate about music, never a musician before that. But um, Yeah, not, not a classic pattern, just learning by myself, having some mentor helping out, of course, but, um, you know, just just trying to enjoy it as a toy. <laughs> well, what advice would you give yourself just, just to enjoy it? Or what, what would you tell, you know, little 12 year old Kevin? Oh my God. I got, I got to write a book that I wouldn't read when I was 12. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't have listened to anyone anyway, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a tough one. You know, there's a, actually a French rapper called Orel San, Orel San. I wrote a beautiful song about, you know, about um, his youth, about teenagers. And I don't know, try to understand your parents a little better, maybe, you know, uh, sometimes it's a little complicated. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very difficult one. Sure. Maybe, you know, maybe do what you believe in, I would say, and, and, try to be your heart. I feel, I feel like, you know, youth and teenage, especially is such a time when you, when you're looking for this uh, confidence and you're looking for um, finding your, your real personality and, and what defines you as a person. And of course that's painful for everyone. And uh, you know, if I could put myself at ease on that you now and, and tell myself that it's going to be all right. And you are what you are. It doesn't, doesn't matter man you know i don't know maybe it's cheesy <laughs> no it, it it's you know? true and honestly when you're young it, you don't need a book worth of information all you need to know is that you're loved and it's going to be all right um obviously when you're a young teenager and you're just getting started you're learning a lot a lot of people learn an instrument later on in life i'm curious as to like a, a beginner's investment if you have any gear, any instruments, anything that you would recommend uh, for someone that's looking to get started in music or try something different, is there a pedal for your guitar that you love? Is there a certain kind of guitar, or a certain instrument? What What are some key elements that you would recommend for someone getting started? That, that one thing I find a lot is, uh, you know, people who buy their kids an instrument just so you know they can play an instrument and and it's never touched the guitar stays in the corner and stuff i don't know um i feel like you know 
letting your, your your kid choose is an important thing, right? If you don't, uh, if your kid doesn't want to play the violin, don't force him to play violin. It's the best way to uh, to discuss them from doing something. If they don't want to take classes but still want to play an instrument, let them do that. It doesn't matter, you know. Uh, we're not looking to win a a contest or or a medal, um, but it might you know, help them in the future, like it helped me, like it helped us, right? Music is a, um, is healing. And to some extent, I've, you know, just push your kids or whoever is beginning, you know, I doesn't have to be a kid. You know, I find a lot, I have a lot of friends who started music not too long ago and I find it beautiful. I think it's, it's amazing that you get this curiosity um, and you get this reach when you're like, I'm going to do this thing, you know, and if it makes you happy, just do it. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> just yeah. maybe not the violin or maybe not the trumpet, I guess, because that can hurt a little bit in an apartment. Or <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're playing the trumpet, you're playing the violin, there's a lot of room for error. Um, instruments that are precious like that. If you're hitting, if you're strumming the violin wrong, it's going to sound very, very poor to the ear. Um, and, and learning an instrument is a lot of small failures, you know, not playing something right, struggling with something. Uh, there's a lot of failure in that. Have you had any, you know, failures in music or moments that you wanted to throw the guitar or quit that ultimately set you up for more success later on? Anything come to mind in that regard? tough moments oh many 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 um yeah tough moments of course they're part they're, they're part of life and i think they teach you as much as your success right we're in a we're in a culture in a society that only values success and how amazing you are and this and that and um i find as much value in failure as i find in success because you you really just have to get back on the horse and try try something different try to be, be a better person perhaps or, and it's not your freaking fault sometimes, so that doesn't really matter. Um, failure, yeah, multiple, multiple. Um, where should I start? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, not, not especially music. I wouldn't call anything a failure, really. It's uh, experiences. Um, you know, sometimes in, in music, I find that relationship can become sour, um, I would I would call that a failure, you know. Some some people I played with, and I, 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 you know, music kind of wasted our relationship. That happened once or twice, you know. Sure, sure. It's uh, I, I can't quote who said this. <clears throat> I can't quote who said this, so I apologize for that. Um, but ultimately, it's an analogy that every one of my failures is still a brick in the home that I'm building. It doesn't matter if it's a failure or a success, there's still a brick in the home that you're building to create something bigger. So I'm curious more looking at the glass is overflowing angle, any massive successes, any moments of music, be it on stage, um, playing with a band or headlining a venue, any specific moment, or moments that come to mind as super proud moments, you know, a proudest moment in your career? <laughs> um, yeah, a lot. You know, that's not a French thing to brag about things. We, we can't do that. We have a, a filter. <laughs> um, mm. 
I don't know. There's plenty too. Uh, I think, you know, playing with Swamp Charter in America was always a very fun thing. Like I've done things I've never done before playing in a, in a dirty basement at 2 AM, you know, playing at the bug jar at 1 AM, um, doing some weird things like that. And, it's it's always fun like we did a bunch of shows and it was always fun and there's always this one person you meet and and there we have a great conversation we never met before we'll never meet after it's always a a good vector for relationships for meetings for exchanging things you know um so there's a bunch i i don't have one in particular i mean I once played in front of a thousand people. I guess that was the biggest crowd for me, and that was crazy. But yeah. I, I value, I value, you know, the one little stage we did in the back of a bar as much because it was really personal and we really had fun. You know. No, I, I, I think you're very humble. You mentioned, you know, it, it it's not one to brag, and um, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a uh, it's important to hone one's accomplishments, but you know, bragging when you have one or two small ones isn't isn't the best look as well. So, so I appreciate the humbleness in everything because you've done a lot in in music. You said you've played in so many different styles of bands. Um, you've completed this album. These are all super great things. What what does the future hold? Any current goals or anything in the landscape of what you want to tackle next after the undertaking of uh, the first Kev Lab album? Yeah, well, one, one thing is to make it known a little bit, you know, and, and thanks for having me here today because that's a big thing, you know. Uh, you don't have artists without an audience. Um, trying to found the next project <laughs> is always difficult. So uh, that's that's one of the things. Um and I have different projects with different bands, um, playing different things. I'd like to maybe sometime take it on stage, you know, gather some of my friends and, and make this album uh, live. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, it doesn't really depend on me at this point, but it feels like a natural next step and something I'd like to to try, you know, having people who can play the instruments better than me um, put their little touch into it, maybe mm-hmm. uh yeah, that, that would be a fun stuff. Taking this album on stage would be great. Oh, that would be a ton of fun. And it, it would probably be cool for you to see your songs come to fruition with a, a little bit of growth and change as well. Do you, Did you like recording an album where you did all the work? Do you, are you going to focus on a second one or do you prefer that band element? I will never do that again. <laughs> never, ever. <laughs> Um, that was a fantastic process. I learned a ton, you know, orchestrating, recording, playing some instruments I've never played before. So yeah, I learned a million things and that was fantastic. That was a great experience and I will never do it again. It it just, (laughs) it was just takes too much time. And, um, I think it made me evolve positively as a musician. It made me a more accomplished writer and an orchestrator and everything and performer likely. Um, but you know, there are some people who plays the, play these, all these instruments and they played much better than I do. And I know a few of them. So why would I do that to myself? <laughs> so there will not be a solo one man band album ever again. 
Fair enough. Uh, but there will be some solo stuff, I hope, yeah, in the future. We're you now releasing um, a few tracks, having some uh, experimentations with different instruments, different players, different people. Uh, it's, it's all about people, too. So, you know, I'm done with the solo stuff. Let's go back to the universality of uh, playing music. No, it's, that's awesome. Well, what's your p- opinion in the process and the completion when it comes to when you orchestrate and write everything, do you, do you like being the primary writer or do you prefer the collaborative element going forward? Could you see yourself writing all the instruments and then having people, you know, add their own special touch or do you prefer when it's a more collaborative process? I guess both have, have good parts and, and bad parts. Um, Sure. Obviously, I, I only get to argue with myself, so that's that's very easy. <laughs> no, it's not easy. You know, I just uh, got to talk. You know, we get a meeting, we talk with each other, and uh, and my my multiple personalities come to an agreement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess it's easier in this way. You know, I got I got to make the, all the decisions. Um, in the meantime, you don't have the influence of other people, you know, I feel like playing in bands also opened my mind to a lot of mm. things, to a lot of styles, things I would have never thought of. And, uh, and um, so I guess that's, that's the down, you know, that's a difficult part of it. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I've, I've done sales multiple years in my life and I know having a high energy room with people around you that you can mimic and learn from is great and working remote the concept um you miss that collaborative environment so we definitely need collaborative environments and anything in life for that growth that growth mindset um awesome Uh, so do you is the 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 kevleb band live process is it in the works yet or um do you have any musicians in mind? How how soon? Because ultimately, as soon as things open up, we're going to want to see live music. And I, I want people to come check out your show. Um, so do you plan on playing solo for a bit? Um, what are some of these plans going forward? I don't have a specific plans. I have a chance to, uh, over 11 years, have established a consequent network of uh, musicians. Some mm-hmm. of us... Uh, being here with us and listening to us today um so i I might call you my friends and (laughs) and ask for help um yeah i don't i don't think putting a band together is going to be necessarily too complicated um um, i guess you know it it so depends on on the whole situation the whole context that I, i can't really project myself anymore but um i would not do that by myself i think it's important that this album I want to have fun with friends and do it on stage. And, uh, and um, if I find people who like what I do, you know, I, I'd like to take it on stage with them. And we, we look forward to seeing it. Um, uh, obviously Bandcamp, the new albums out, um, Kevleb on Facebook. What are some other methods people can do to keep in touch with you, whether it's Instagram, email, or any way that uh, people can follow you and keep in touch? I have an Instagram. It's called Kevlet Music. I don't have much on it, but, you know, once in a while I do some other experiments, some loops, 
um, played with friends. Um, I played with a bagpipe recently. That was really fun. Um, mm. So a little looping instrumentation, um, taking the drums and these kind of things. Um, um, yeah, that's about it. Facebook is a good way too. Kevlet music as well. Um, it's always uh, useful to get some likes. You know how it shows to people that uh, you have a an audience, uh, a support f- fan base. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a good thing. I, I agree. There's something weird with dopamine. When you get a handful of likes out of the blue, you get a dopamine spike. It feels good. But there's no better thing that you can do for a musician, whether it's Kevleb or any of your favorite artists, to continue supporting them. Buy the albums, um, Venmo for live streams, come out once things go live Uh, obviously for anyone listening to this maybe a year three five years out whenever um this is during the coronavirus pandemic where it's really uh took a shot at major industries that i love like music and athletics uh it's 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 there's never been a better time to support your local musician keep people playing um, and, and I appreciate you ultimately dropping an album. So we have something to check out. Um, I, I look forward to, to giving it a more thorough listen because it just came out. Um, very good stuff, man. It, it, real good stuff. I, I appreciate everything you do there. There's one question I ask every single guest. And the basis behind my mentality is everybody has a voice and has something good to say in their music and in their life. And if they had the opportunity, if you had the opportunity to have a billboard, so there's a billboard side of the road, you control the content and you have the knowledge. You don't want swear words per se, probably because there's going to be young and old. There's going to be all religions. There's going to be uh I guess ultimately we got to put it in the English language just for the sake of the podcast, but all kinds of people will see this billboard, millions of people going down and um, your sole purpose is to put a message, whether it's a visual, like a video or an image or a meme or a word or a line or a lyric you have wrote, what would you put on that billboard and why would you choose what you chose? So I would feel very uncomfortable <laughs> putting myself on the on the billboard, putting some <laughs> of my words on the billboard. I, um, I, I've always had a problem summarizing things, and you know, summarizing a policy, summarizing a politics, summarizing a country or culture. I don't think it's possible, and um, for the same reason, I don't really like flags. I don't really like billboards. You know what I mean? It's a uh, sure. I think it's too short a format to really express yourself. And um, I, I don't know. I, I I don't really have a good answer for that, I guess. Uh, I want to interject and just say I appreciate the, the hell out of that um, because at the end of the day, you're right. There, There's no way that you can summarize such a complex thing. That's probably a, a big part of why you're a musician and love music because you get to get in the minutia of, of all these little things. 
Um, is there anybody that you look up to that you would just recommend people check out as something that would be a, a positive listen or a positive look up in their lives? Oh my God. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. I read a lot. Uh, there's a lot of authors I love. Um, Daniel Guerin is one, uh, you know, he summarized a lot of, of, of things i think I, I don't know it's it's difficult there's a lot of authors a lot of poets um i think poetry is a, is a fantastic ways to uh, express a lot of things and you know sure. also just get whatever you want out of it you don't have to you don't have to only one way to uh, to understand things so maybe prévert uh maybe georges brassens 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 uh, is, is very very awesome french writer um, I, I don't know. There's so many. It's difficult. I don't have a particular mentor. Sure. Um, I don't have one person in particular. That's great. I mean, it's uh, I've requoted this multiple times on the podcast, but um, Adrian D'Angelo months ago said, you know, in music, you can't be a one trick pony. It sounds like uh, you grab elements and influences from lots of different things um, to ultimately be ever changing in your musical style and in this and that, which is a very, very good thing, man. Uh, and a uh, lot of gratitude for having you come on. Uh, I look forward to what's coming up for the future. Uh, bless that uh, – you were in that that band with my brother Swamp Trotter. You guys were fun, man. It, it's interesting when you go to a show where there's a lot of you know folk, indie rock elements, songwriting, um, uh, ultimately, and then suddenly some French. Yeah, for first time listeners, it's kind of Swamp Trotter was a cool band because you had. Ultimately, you almost sounded like you were two or three different bands, Kevin. It was kind of cool. <laughs> what was your experience with that? I just I want to give a shout out to Dan Albert uh, and everybody. That's my brother and everybody in Swamp Trotter for creating that music. Um, yeah, I, I had the chance to meet some uh, some great people um, in Swamp Trotter along the years, and uh, it was definitely a, a great way to uh, to improve in a. Uh, and as being a musician, um, great in tech. You know, John Vades is a, is a great songwriter. Um, he was a big uh, influence on me uh, and in Swamp Charter. Cam, uh, Cam Hamda writes really beautiful songs too. He's a great musician overall. Uh, and he's always uh, has a very particular look on things. So I, I'd say, you know, that's a, that's a big, big influence on me as well. Dan, you know, Dan, your brother is, is a fantastic bass player and uh and just the most gentle person I've met, I think, uh, and and it's a pleasure to hang around them. So um, back in the days, we also had Colin, who, who was around, and, and a great friend of mine at the time. Uh, uh, there was also uh, Pete, who was a, a big influence on the guitar for me. You know, it's just these people leave leave impressions on you. Um, they've always welcomed you greatly. Welcome the French element of it, which is not something I, I thought would be uh, natural necessarily, right? You come in the U.S., you're playing an American band. They don't necessarily want to hear the French guy, <laughs> especially not in French. And they've always welcomed that, the experimentation. Um, and, and it was a pleasure to work with them along the years, you know. 
The only the only problem I have is we don't have a big breakup story, you know, like a big old fight or something. <laughs> I don't have a, a bad story to tell about these guys. It kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair fair enough. Where it was great music, it was fun to see, and um, we're excited for Kevlab and any projects you do going forward in the future. Um, for anybody listening, a week from now a month from now, five years from now. Uh, this was recorded over Zoom Live. We're on Facebook Live. And uh, Rochester Groovecast, we actually record our podcasts every Monday and Wednesday at 8.30. We go live on Facebook. We go live on Zoom. Um, and come to the live shows. Follow Rochester Groovecast on Facebook to pay attention to the events because you get private performances, you get backstage access, you get to see the some of the fun stuff that you don't hear in the recordings. So uh, it's good to check out Facebook.com slash Rochester Groovecast, RochesterGroovecast.com. Um, don't just support us. Support all your favorite local artists. you got to check out KevLeb his new album on Facebook. Um, follow him there. Uh, obviously the band camp link, so on and so forth. And the reason I say all this is uh, I want to ask you to play another song or two for the, the live audience that actually came to see this happen live. Uh, do you got anything we can, uh, you can do for us and, and any last words on your part? I should ask you. Uh, yeah, I just, I just want to thank you because you're an actor of uh, local music as well. And um you know, I think it's very important to um, to follow up on what you think. Music is important politically, socially. I think it's it's a it's of primary importance. And sometimes the next step is also to participate, and and you do that well. And I th- I'd say you know it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. So if we can finance Bell Albert, let's do it, people. <laughs> Thanks for that, Ben. I appreciate the positive feedback. For for people listening to the podcast, it's about to end here. I'm going to play a, another song for you by Kevlev for the people live. You get to get the you get to hear the private performance from the man himself. Thank you, listeners. I had a ton of fun. I hope you did as well. I want you to listen to one more track from the new album by Kev Leb. He gets the last word. This is Left That Go Behind. Drinking in a corner, looked at me and smiled. Oh, I did was lie. Watch her, the cage that I'm on. Pull away your arms. I am wandering at times, and I keep wondering why. Left that girl. 
comes to me at night She is with the stars No matter the hour No matter the time I'm alone behind bars I am wandering at times And I keep wondering why I left that girl behind